Welcome, Longhorn fans, to On Texas Football. Jerry Hamilton alongside Bobby Burton here. Jerry's out in California for a little vacay, but uh, had to grab him a little bit for a weekend update on recruiting since there's so much stuff going on right now uh, in the midst of uh, a couple of decisions coming up this coming week, a couple of decisions that occurred this past week. I want to get to those as quickly as possible. Jerry, Melvin Hills announces for te- announced for Texas on Wednesday. Jaden Jackson, a defensive tackle, uh, like Melvin Hills, went to OU on Thursday. Then Selman Bridges, a cornerback out of Lake Belton that Texas offered, went to Arkansas on Friday. Now we have a group of guys set for this coming week, including uh, none other than DeAndre Robinson out of Orlando Jones, as well, and he's on the 20th, and then Corian Gibson on the 22nd, the defensive back out of Lancaster. We also think there could be some movement with other guys as well, uh, given the time frame. That's a lot to say. I want to go position by position with you, but first, tell me about what you think about last week and this coming week. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, nothing was really unexpected last week. Um, Melvin Hills was a lean to Texas over Ole Miss for a while. Uh, Jaden Jackson was in a recruitment, was in an aisle recruitment, and these schools have to make decisions. I mean, and, you know, it wasn't just Texas. Florida had three defensive linemen committed, and they walked away from a really good player. Um, other teams did as well in that recruitment, uh, and that's part of it in the NIL world. Selman Bridges to Arkansas, that was the team that, you know, we had been hearing that, okay, they've become a, a legitimate threat in this recruitment over TCU. And the question there with Texas is, look, I mean, you're not going to – we've said it before, uh, you're not going to get all these guys. And uh, Kobe Black's obviously the top of the board. Texas loves Corey Gibson, who's about to announce, and Wardell Mack, right? And I think they may opt for a second safety in this class. So uh, with Santana Wilson and Jordan Johnson Rebell already in the boat, you're not going to get all these guys. And, and I think that's really what it came down to. Yeah, it's interesting to me because we're starting to see this this thinning out process, right, of who yep. all everybody Texas wants, et cetera. Uh, let's recap where everything's at, though, because uh, I think this is always important to keep keep your head about it. Texas at 14 commitments right now. Um, let's go position by position. At quarterback, they've taken Trey Owens, the 16-6A uh, district offensive MVP, out of Cy Fair. At running back, two out-of-state guys, Christian Clark out of the Phoenix area, and Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy. Those are the, were the two top guys on the board for Tashard Choice, uh, at the running boat back coach at Texas. At wide receiver, two commitments on board. Freddie DeBose Jr. was the first young man out of the San Antonio area. And then Parker Livingstone was next out of the Dallas area, uh, Lovejoy High School. Texas still recruiting three guys, and we've got an update on, on one of them. Ryan Wingo. Uh, a wide receiver out of St. Louis, Terry Bussey, an uh, athlete out of Timpson, and then uh, also uh, Micah Hudson, uh, a guy that Texas is trying to just hang out, wait to see what happens. Everybody thinks he's headed to, to um, Texas Tech, most likely. Texas not completely giving up there uh, for the time period. Tell us a little bit about Wingo, because he just announced he's not announcing for a little while. Yeah, you know, we had said that too. Um, that he'd been saying early signing day. Now, December 20th was what he was – is the day he was throwing out. And he's sticking to that right now. Uh, and I think that's interesting. And, you know, th- that's probably good news for some – look, Texas is very much in the thick of this if they're not the leader. Uh, there's been some RPM picks for him. Uh, we have not made one of those yet. But Texas is in it. He, visit, he made official visits to uh, Georgia, uh, Michigan, Missouri, and Texas in June. Tennessee is very much in play here. 
I think if you're Michigan, you don't feel great about it because it's a bunch of SEC schools and you. And, and I think this recruitment's going to head to the SEC decision. Uh, but now, and he's going to go to A&M the last weekend in July for an unofficial, which is interesting. That's the same weekend that Colin Simmons and Kobe Black are scheduled to be at A&M. Uh, so that's very interesting there. And, and so the question there becomes, look, I mean, can you get him to move off the timeline or is he going to stick to December 20th timeline? If he does, that's a pretty long one runway in this recruitment for anybody that's in it. Um, and that would give Tennessee, that gives everybody chances to get him back on campus again during the season. So we'll see what happens there. Terry Bussey, I believe, is an A&M lean. I haven't heard anything different on that. Uh, Micah Hudson, I think we talked about the Texas Tech lean. And uh, the fact that he hasn't committed yet is interesting. Uh, you know Texas Tech was hoping he'd be in the boat already. Uh, but, you know, like we've said about Micah on the show a few times, is just when people start thinking he's going to do something, he kind of pushes back on that on a timeline standpoint. So I still think Texas text the odds on favor. Yeah, what's interesting to me here is that both Wingo and Hudson, if they wait, uh, they're giving themselves an opportunity to see what transpires this year too. Uh, Wingo, we think the top two right now are Texas and Tennessee most likely. Uh, both of them, you know, throw the ball around yeah. pretty good bit. Uh, Texas has some receivers leaving, by the way, and that seems to be playing in, in favor of the Longhorns. At tight end, Texas took a, a tight end out of Langham Creek named uh, Jordan Washington. Uh, they liked him. Jeff Banks jumped on him. The only in-state guy they really went hard after. At offensive line, it's interesting, Jerry. Uh, Daniel Cruz and Nate Kibble both committed to Texas. That's the center and an interior line prospect, one from the Dallas area, one from Atascacita down in Houston. And then you have this other group, uh, uh, Brandon Baker, Blake Ivey, uh, and uh, DeAndre Carter have all either visited or set visits. And then you have a group of other tackles that Texas could get involved with down the road. Uh, where is it at with Brandon Baker? Because I think that's the one people are looking out for most in the next uh, two weeks to, to a month time. Jerry, you had to move because some noise in the background there in Southern California. Uh, thanks for joining us back again. Uh, we left off at Brandon Baker in the offensive line situation for the Longhorns. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brandon Baker, um, look, it, it looks like it's going to boil down to Texas and Oregon uh, on this one. And I'm not counting Ohio State out, but I think uh, there's more of a consensus right now building around Texas versus Oregon. Obviously, Oregon has the family connections. His brother plays there. Um, he's been there so many times. Him and his family are scheduled to be back the last weekend in July, uh, which is not to be underestimated. Uh, but, I, you know, there's a lot of things working in Texas' favor. Texas, uh, Kyle Flood, Steve Sarkeesian have had good conversations with the family since the official visit and early here in the first half of July. I think there's an opportunity uh, at right tackle with Christian Jones graduating. Uh, there's the ability to come in and compete with Cam Williams early as a midterm enrollee. Um, and then there's the comfort, being comfortable in Austin around the program now that he's been there twice. Uh, the Akana the family is distant relatives, and the Akanas on volleyball and football are both uh, having uh, great experiences at Texas right now. Uh, so I think there's a lot of things in Texas' favor. And another one, a couple of things, that if Texas got over the finish line in this one and, and beat Oregon, I would say upset Oregon, would be um, that they're going to the SEC, conference stability, and Kyle Flood stability on the offensive line as the coach because Oregon's his brother's been through some changes at the Oregon offensive line position or, or in Oregon coaching positions, I should say. And Oregon, we don't know where they're going to play in the future, Bobby. 
Um, and then, you know, you go to four-star guards, Blake Ivey, DeAndre Carter. Texas would love to get one of those guys. Uh, Blake Ivey obviously already visited June 16th through 18th, and that one's coming down to Texas A&M, Texas, and LSU. I think it'll be one of the in-state schools because the football and academic combination. A&M's been the front runner the whole month of June and uh, here leading into as he gets closer to this decision. But he, uh, Ivey and his family have talked with Sarkeesian and Flood uh, via Zoom call here in recent days. And then DeAndre Carter's a, a wild card right now. He, he's scheduled to officially visit September 30th for the Kansas game. That'll be his official visit weekend. Uh, he visited Michigan State the last weekend in June. Auburn's also in the picture as well as USC and UCLA. And then, look, Texas will circle back on some tackles. They really liked Ori Williams. Kind of gave him a stiff arm in June and didn't visit. Ori Williams has come back around, and they're talking about an in-season official visit. Then there's always the possibility of Weston Davis, the uh, four-star committed to Texas A&M right now to Beaumont United, comes in at some point during the season. It's interesting, Jerry. We look at that. Uh, do we have a timeline on Baker or what we're thinking? Because I had thought it was late July, early August, or mid-August. Have, have you heard anything to that effect? I think that's accurate. I, I, I expect him to maybe drop a final list of schools here in the next couple of weeks and then decide in, in, in the two or three weeks after that. Okay, so we're looking a, a month, a month and a half out at most. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's what it's sounding like right now. But he's gone back and forth, but that's what it's sounding like right now. All right, Doug, going on to the defensive line and, and starting at edge, it, really there are three guys that Texas has targeted at edge from the outset. Um, Colin Simmons. Yeah. Uh, out of uh, Duncanville, obviously, Neto, Neto's brother, Zena Umiozulu uh, at uh, Allen, and then Danny Okoye up in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, none of those guys have committed, right? And right. so that's one of the ones we're waiting to see what, what may be the first domino to fall. Um, strangely, we don't have true uh, a true feeling on timeline on any of those three, right? Correct. No, that's absolutely correct. Colin Simmons is scheduled to be at Texas A&M the last weekend in July. I also believe he may show up at LSU the last weekend in July. I think both of those schools, they're trying to figure that out. And if the family can figure it out, they're going to both places. I actually think that would be good for Texas, though. That means you're trying to speed up your timeline, probably. That's an indication. Why Why would you just not keep your LSU visit official visit in November and you know, just continue on with the process. I, I just don't think Colin's going all the way to December. Maybe I'm wrong. Ryan Wingo says he's going to December. But I think right now Colin Simmons may be starting to speed up his timeline a little bit. And I do know uh, within his family, they'd love it if he had a decision before his senior year started to just to kind of get some of this behind him. Uh, Zena, is, Zena is an interesting case. I think he was a Texas lean pretty heavily coming out of the official visit weekend. And then, you know, at the end through June, through the end of June, and early July, but it seems like the last couple of weeks, this process has slowed down for him. Oklahoma and A&M are still recruiting him like they think they have a chance. And we'll see. I mean, it, it, does it come down to Neto having to ha play, be on the field, how much he plays, and the experience his parents are getting uh, from Texas this season? Quite possibly. Uh, Danny Okoye is a wild card in terms of when he's going to announce, like you said. It could be soon. Uh, look, Chad Simmons of our on three, our national lead national analyst, um, he – you know, he reported that Tennessee's the leader. And based on intel after that I received, I mean, I believe that to be the case. But I think Texas has some confidence in that as well. Um, so I think both of those schools may think they can win that recruitment. And then there's LSU sitting out there, which we'd all be dumb to underestimate. And then the fourth one is, does he show up at Oklahoma at last weekend in July? Because that could be a recruitment changer there because he was hot on Oklahoma early, then went totally cold. Now he's coming back around. 
So what's going to happen if he visits Oklahoma last weekend in July? But again, it appears to be headed before senior season decision, possibly. But that would be a weird one because his mom hasn't been on campus, at, 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 to our knowledge, at Texas, LSU, or Tennessee. Interesting. Uh, all right. And, and by the way, should, by, should we mention Jordan Ross as a complete wild card? I mean, yeah. I, I mean that. I think that. I think that the reason that I'm hearing right now is, I a couple of teams backed off of him in the Deep South, right? Yeah. I think Florida and Tennessee may have backed off. So now he's he's looking for a home. The question is whether or not Texas still wants him too, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, and I think we need to be clear. He's a very talented player, top hundred type kid in the country. Uh, now he made that he made that mid June unofficial visit to Alabama, which was interesting, right? Because he had been saying, "I'm going out of state. I'm going out of state." And I wonder if that kind of spooked some people around that recruitment. Yeah, maybe. All right, the defensive tackle is a little bit different. Texas actually has two in the boat. Most recently, as we've mentioned, with Melvin Hills, young man out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, but also Alex January out of Duncanville, the the big uh, six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounder. Uh, it looks like they've narrowed in on three guys to really focus on. They didn't pass on Jaden Jackson, but they also didn't pursue as hard, perhaps as maybe they could have. Um, that that leaves three guys. DeAndre Robinson is the next to go on yeah. July twentieth. Then you have two guys that are in that five star pack. Category. I know Dominic McKinley is rated really high out of Lafayette, Louisiana, but a lot of people see TJ Lindsay, young man out of Bryant, Arkansas. Similarly, uh, and the Longhorns clearly love DeAndre Robinson. What, what's going on with these last three, Jerry, um, that, that Texas is really focused on? I think Texas feels good about DeAndre Robinson, but Florida's not giving up. And Florida won't give up even if he commits to Texas July 20th. That, that's going to be like the Cedric Baxter recruitment. It'll keep going. He's too talented of a prospect for the in-state schools just to walk away from. But I do think Texas is, is a pretty good spot for DeAndre Robinson uh, as of July 16th, Sunday. Um, so, And I think the short choice, Bo Davis, have done a good job there. I think Cedric Baxter, Peyton Kirkland have a really good experiences, uh, are, are big there as well. And maybe DeAndre maybe just wants to get out of Florida and do something different. He's been in Orlando his whole life. Um, you know, TJ Lindsey, his decision could come anytime, I believe. I mean, it, it could be – he reports the IMG July 20th. They start practice, I believe, on the 22nd. Could it be before that? Possibly. Is it going to be right in the next week or so after that? That could be as well. He's no longer scheduled to visit Texas or July the last or Auburn the last weekend in July. And that was more of a he wanted to make the visits, but IMGs kind of they either want you to get it done before the season or if you don't, then you have that ability to take those in season visits if you want them. TJ opted to 
for the second one. That doesn't mean he won't commit, but just have some Saturdays free to go to the school he commits to. Uh, so IMG's kind of they're they kind of they're kind of not strict about it, but they want kids to be all in on football um, as much as possible as well. So, so Robinson's the twentieth. Lindsey yeah. is kind of up in the air, but it could be soonish. Yeah. What about Dominic McKinley? You were down there and saw yeah. him late or middle of the week. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's people within his family that would love a decision before his senior year to get the pressure off of him. Enjoy your senior year, your last year playing with your brother in high school. Uh, before you go to college. The interesting thing with that is where is he going to be the last weekend in July? Is he going to show up at LSU? Because now that there's a chance the timeline moves up, LSU feels a little more pressure to get him on campus, I believe. Not that he can't won't be on campus during the season at a Texas or Texas A&M or LSU. That's possible. But if he's going to make a decision, you want to get him on campus earlier. And I think Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma all have a shot at this one. I, I think there's confidence on all three schools i mean i think it's a real wild card recruitment i do think with his mom the academic piece matters quite a bit uh but i do think todd bates has done a good job with dominic as well and they have they've meshed personality wise that doesn't mean bo davis steve sarkeesian haven't done a great job with dominic they have uh, it just means there's a lot of talented recruiters in this game jerry um texas needs four yes They've got two. I mean, when I say defense, I mean I mean defensive tackles, nose guards, those kind of guys that can play on the interior. Perhaps some of them can play outside a little bit too. But uh, they've got two in Hills in January. Uh, Robinson, McKinley, Lindsey, what are the chances Texas ends up with four of those five? I think uh, – I'll say I, I think if they get the entree Thursday, I, I think it's a better than 50-50 chance they get four in the okay. boat at the got end it. of the day. All right. I mean, I think TJ Lindsay's uh, Auburn or Texas still. I mean, I'm not going to count out AM or Miami, but I think it's still Auburn, Texas decision right now. Got it. Uh, linebacker situation Texas is not really pushing on any linebackers at this point. Uh, could be waiting to see what happens in uh, the uh, regular season with some seniors, uh, as well as maybe a guy like a Justin Williams starts looking around later. He's a young man out of Conroe, Oak Ridge, that Texas really, really likes. Anthony liked. Smith. By Anthony Smith, linebacker out of Jasper as well. Let's talk about defensive back, where yep. the Longhorns have two commitments. Santana Wilson out of Arizona and, uh, of course, Jordan Johnson Rebel out of IMG Academy uh, via Fort Worth Brewer. So that's a corner and a safety, Jerry. Guys left on the board that, that have been brought in for visits. Miles Davis committed to A&M in the last week. Guys left on the board. Corian Gibson announces a week from this past Saturday. Uh, Wardell Mack. A young man that out of Marrero that you saw this past week. I want to get the, the latest on him. Kobe Black and then Josh Lair uh, out of uh, Fort Ben Marshall. Those are the four. It would seem that Gibson, Mack, and Black are all corners. Lair, the more prototypical safety. Yeah, that uh, 100% accurate. Um, and you know, Corey and Gibson, like you said, that one's coming down July 22nd. So uh, six days away. That's next Saturday. Um it, that's still Texas and Clemson. I, I think Ohio State's a distant third. Um, I think this recruitment all, has always been coming down to Texas and Clemson the day Clemson offered him. They made three visits to Clemson in a short amount of time, and two of those were unofficial with family members. So that's serious interest in Clemson. Um, and, and I think that's where this decision's coming down to. I think Texas is confident in the Corey Gibson recruitment, and they have a lot of reason to be. Um, we have not heard that he's told Clemson he's not coming yet either. Uh, now, he wouldn't do that a week before because obviously the cat would get out of the bag for his announcement. But I think uh, we just want to be clear with Texas fans here. 
Tech, there's reason for Texas to feel confident. He has not called Dabo Sweeney and said, I'm not coming yet. Got it. Uh, what about Wardell Mack? You saw him this week. And give us a real update on that one, because I think the timeline is kind of nebulous. Um, who he's really considering is almost a little, it's like a, a little jumbled still. Is he still trying to winnow his list of schools down a little bit? He, he came out with a final four of Texas, Florida, LSU, Florida State. But the question's always been, where's LSU actually at with him? Um, well, he's going to LSU uh, on the Friday, last Friday of July, before he goes to Florida for Saturday, Sunday. So on the surface, Texas fans, that doesn't seem positive for Texas because he's going to the SEC. I don't think he's going to sign with Florida State. So the question is, I do think, again, moving this LSU, going to LSU the last weekend in July is is a sign kind of what we've heard, that he's going to make a decision before his senior. I think his family would love for him to have a make a commitment before his senior season. Um, and Wardell's been unsure about that, but I think that's where things are headed. Uh, I think Terry Joseph's done a really good job in that. There's a lot of connections. Terry Joseph grew up a mile away from where Wardell Mack lives. There's a lot of connections and familiarity uh, with Wardell and his family. I think his family's comfortable if Texas is the decision. I think they think that would be a good decision. I think Wardell really likes Florida. That's what I got from him at Bergstrom Airport when I talked to him. But then I got from him again when I was at John Air High uh, last week. Is I, He really likes Florida. Does that mean he's going to Florida? No. But Jabbar Jalut, Corey J uh, Raymond, he grew up watching Florida more being in the SEC. I mean, he went all the way back to Percy Harvin was his first memory of Florida Gators football. That's somebody that's got a memory of Florida Gators football. That's somebody that's liked Florida for a while. Um, so, again, the question – Though this comes down to, is he is he going to leave the state at the end of the day? Is LSU going to be enough to win, do enough to win this recruitment? Even if he commits to Texas um, in, in early August or Florida, LSU is not going to give up. Uh, so I think Texas is in a fight right there with those three schools, and and I think it could go any way. Kobe Black is a big one for the Longhorns, the corner out of Waco. Yeah, and, and look, I think that's a Texas lean uh, scheduled to be at AM the last weekend in July with Colin Simmons, with Ryan Wingo. I don't know if that's good or bad for Texas. It seems good on the surface, though. Um, but that's the surface. Uh, we live in an NIL day and age of recruiting. Uh, but I think, look, does, does this go into September? Because if it does, he's got the LSU official visit scheduled for the second weekend in September. And that's where the recruitment gets more interesting to me is with the timeline, right, Bobby? Does he shut this down? after uh, uh, before September uh, that's the big question and that's gone back and forth we heard uh, early July yeah this could happen in late July or August so we'll let, let we're gonna have to see where it goes but I think Texas is in a good spot right now all right uh, Josh Lair out of Fort Bend Marshall is a little bit uh, more of a, a situation where we're we're still trying to get gauge where exactly Texas is at in this recruitment yeah Texas really likes Josh Lair the question is are they ready to t take a second safety right now? Um, I call him the human hit stick because, I mean, that guy is a hammer at the safety position. I think LSU, it's LSU, Texas, Baylor for him. And I think it's kind of the same with LSU. I mean, they have a number of DBs committed, but I think they really like Josh Lair. I think Texas really likes Josh Lair. So I, it, at, we hear it's possible that he could commit here in uh, late, uh, uh, early August to mid-August. So we're kind of – Still digging on that one, but I think if all things are equal and he wants to come in, and, and Steve Sarkeesian says we want you, I think Texas is the favorite, or they were at the start of July. Got it. Got it. All right, uh, Jerry. Uh, one last thing I want to grab you on: uh, Texas setting up to have its own Junior Day of sorts coming up here at the end of uh, July. 
Uh, tell folks exactly what that means. And, and this isn't for the class of 2024. They're already looking out to the class of 2025 and beyond, right? Yeah, this is the barbecue pool party uh, type of thing uh, that, that Texas does late July. K.J. Lacey, the quarterback commitment for 25, is going to be there. Um, Jabari Antoine, one of the top DBs out of Louisiana in 25, is going to be there. There's a number of other guys that will be in Austin that weekend. Uh, we'll, we're going to start putting that list together this week, uh, really diving into it. Because some of these kids are still making plans whether where they're going to go. They're getting pulled a lot of different directions. Everybody has something last week in July. Oklahoma, A&M, LSU, all regionally do. Alabama does. So uh, these kids are getting pulled in a lot of different directions. I think DeCorey and Moore may be at LSU, but we're going to figure that one out for sure. Uh, but I think Texas is going to have a number of top targets in in July, and especially some kids that maybe they've offered that didn't make it to the elite camp June 3rd. I think that's something to look out for. And there will be a few, maybe two or three really good 2026 20, kids that show up. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Jerry Hamilton, InsideTexas.com. Just an outstanding uh, fountain of information, Jerry. Uh, appreciate it, bud. Enjoy uh, your time out west. Uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football.